0: This is the Gambling Gauchos. I'm telling y'all right now, the country's going to find out. Everything runs through love! Yeah. Everything runs through yeah. love yeah. Somebody turn on some damn music! Yeah. 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 You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech, betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be the day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, the money line matadors, the casino cowboys. Parlay Pigadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. Win. The Gambling Gauchos. Oh, and one more thing it's all West Texas. It always has been.
1: I'm Rob Bro. He's Kyle Jacobson, minority owner of the Minnesota Vikings. At least looks like it today. Socks, quarter zip, hat. I'm assuming at this point, underwear and t shirt as well. You are decked out four and one. So are the Cowboys. Now, I do have a question for you. Mm -hmm. You're Vikings.
2: Yes. My Vikings.
1: My Cowboys. Uh huh. As I pull out my best skip, play in a few
2: weeks. Hmm. Friendly wager. Probably. Okay. I mean, assuming there's no major injury or something like that. Oh,
1: come on. Well, Cooper Rush is the quarterback right now. We'll probably have Dak back you, by then. You'll have Dak, but if we no, Cooper Rush is one and zero against the Vikings in the last one matchup.
2: Yeah, but if we have Sean Mannion out there, I'm not gonna make a wager with you.
1: Well, it's a friendly wager. Okay. What about uh, like a, like a Brian's Steakhouse dinner?
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: Or a Rojino barbecue dinner.
2: That'd be more appropriate, I think.
1: No free ads to Brian's, though. I don't know that Brian's advertises.
2: <laughs> we can throw them a bone.
1: They do. Uh, you can use a debit card there now.
2: It
0: used, wow.
1: to be, <laughs> it used to be cash and
2: check only. Welcome to the 20th century.
1: Yeah, this summer, I think, they uh, flipped over. Anyways, we're in the Cardinal Sports Center studio. A loss over the weekend, but heading into the bye week, you probably want to gear up for the final stretch, the last six games, four home games. You can do that at Cardinals. You can do it online or at the Lubbock location, mycardinalsports.com, or over there on 68th and
2: slide. Yeah, it's getting a little bit chillier for the home stretch. So if you need Texas Tech hoodies, quarter zips. Absolutely. Anything like that. They've got you covered. I got some uh Friendship Tigers gear at Cardinals a couple weeks ago. They've got a ton of that. South Plains College, Love It Christian. I think they're pretty unique in that in terms of offering some of the high school gear. Yeah. L I S D. Yeah.
1: Cupper. Cupper. Getting you know the gauchos. I was in a. Uh, I went to school for education. Love at Christian University. Don't, don't most people go to school for education? No, I was like gonna be a teacher. Yeah. And uh I did I did one semester of, like, student teaching methods kind of stuff and realized it wasn't for me. But the lady who, like, guided us through the Cooper stuff would say
2: cupper. I've heard that accent from...
1: I really want y'all to enjoy your time at cupper. Yeah. Like, well,
2: Cooper. What did you want to teach? What age? What subject?
1: Uh, middle school. Social studies. Okay.
2: Yeah. I actually, pretty early on in college, I, I switched early. But when I was going off to college, I was aiming to be a high school government teacher and coach. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to coach. Then just decided to go a different route, I guess.
1: Yeah, I hated the kids.
2: <laughs> I think that's part <laughs> of what – I was like, okay, seniors in high school may be the maturity level. Yeah. I can deal with, but it to me – I have a lot of respect for teachers because to me it's daunting to walk into a room of – Five-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 12-year-olds, not for me. And I respect anybody who can do that. That was
1: a joke, by the way. I I actually pivoted to youth ministry first and then moved on to sports radio. Actually, I was a full-time graphic designer for four years. (laughs) And then I got into sports radio.
2: So you were going to spread the gospel. So I was late, yeah. And now you're...
1: Spreading the gospel of Rohingya Barbecue. That's right. Yeah,
2: I got you. That was a a really good segue, Rob. Thank you. You set it up. I hit it out. Yeah. I'm going to try to make it out there during the bye week perhaps now that you're less constrained time wise
1: yeah well we need to look and see uh where they are so we might not have to make it out during the bye week yeah, we we'll might see. could
2: we'll see
1: uh, go here now
2: hey and we had somebody reach out about reino doing a graduation party yeah so uh, we haven't even really talked about that but i i had at my wedding actually with miss Gaucha, three food trucks. <laughs> right yeah not my first <laughs> wedding <laughs> Uh, three food trucks instead of your typical buffet line or something like uh-huh. that.
1: You and made them pay? Yeah. That's no, a good I'm idea.
2: Oh, okay. But, but hey, if you're doing a wedding. Either way. A graduation, some other kind of festival, yeah. party. I
1: think this was a family weekend thing for them. Yeah,
2: if you can get on their schedule early enough, yeah. see if they can get the Regino food truck out there. Cater or whatever else? Make for some satisfied guests.
1: Yeah, if I showed up to the party and it was Regino barbecue... Yeah, hey, you throwing any more parties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do we ever get word on this,
2: the sandwich? No, we, we need to follow a up on that. The sandwich? We need to. Yeah, we need to follow up on that. It was a teased. Hey, do you feel like you interrupted me a lot during that quick five-minute open we just did? No. Okay. I'm just messing with you. I didn't feel like that. Okay. Should I? I don't know. All right, Texas Tech loses in Stillwater. Another competitive game. You ultimately lose by two possessions, but another one of those where into the fourth quarter, you're in it despite being overmatched, let's say. I mean, you're playing a top 10 team at their house. Kind of looked similar to the Kansas State loss in some ways. It was more competitive than than the NC State loss, in my opinion. I guess the main storyline is Baron Morton. We could probably spend hours talking about it. Do you want to just start there and then get to the rest of it? I have a
1: question first. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, go ahead, man. (laughs) Um, Which which loss so far do you feel like you gave away the most? Because I think you were beat by three teams that were better than you. But I do feel like in each of the games, you were in it to a point where you should have won. Maybe not NC State, though – That early fourth down non-conversion that turned directly into a touchdown really spread that game apart.
2: I would say Kansas State, and here's why. On the defensive side of the ball, you didn't really make them do anything super special to beat you. We talked about, obviously, Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez are going to get theirs. They're going to run the ball on you. You didn't force Adrian Martinez to make any real key throws on third and long to keep a drive alive. They just kind of ran it down your throat. And you didn't do anything offensively until halfway through the second quarter, maybe. So it feels like you just gave them a huge head start and then the final two-thirds of the game was extremely competitive. But yeah, if you could run that back and defend the run a little bit better, and if Morton starts and you score on your first drive like you do in Stillwater, instead of waiting until the second quarter to start moving the ball, then maybe that's a totally different game. Against Oklahoma State, I kind of feel like in some respects you played, I think you played a better game in Stillwater than you did in Manhattan. And had a similar margin Agree. of defeat. Agree,
1: but you're up eight late and mm-hmm. just yeah, give you, it away.
2: You were a live favorite at one point.
1: Man, is that? I guess that's in the third quarter. And they scored the last 14 to win by 10. Yeah, when I got uh, it,
2: no, they, they. So they went on a what was that? They, a, you were 18 up by 18-0, eight. yeah, eighteen to zero run to win by 10. But yeah, you were after that touchdown. You were <laughs> minus two and a half on the live. Spread, and Oklahoma State was plus plus thirty plus 135 on the money line. I put five units on it as an emotional hedge. It's rough. I just feel like you had more room for improvement in Manhattan than you did in Stillwater. So that one, to answer your question as far as which one felt like it got away from you more, I would say Kansas State. Did you,
1: at any point, against... Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. <laughs> Did you at any point against Oklahoma State have a little bit of a flashback to Cliff? No, with with Kitley with the three and outs. Now I know I know they ran it on one of them. They ran the ball and then, but a minute and three seconds or something, and it's a three and out, and you're like, oh my god!
2: I didn't have flashbacks in the moment, although I respect that comparison. That makes sense. I do. In hindsight, it's super frustrating to go tempo, tempo, tempo on third and one, run it up the middle and get stuffed. It's like, could we run the clock for 30 seconds and and then maybe think of something different?
1: And that's not a negative. I mean, Cliff was an elite offensive coordinator who had some stretches where they went three and out.
2: Always after a key defensive stop when you could not get those 90% of the time.
1: Right. Now, again, not a negative. It's just the course of a football game. You're going to have some moments like that, but... And if that's the future, I mean, I'm not upset. I'm not upset because you're going to get more stops when you have more athletes on the field and more depth when you're healthier. And I think you're going to score way more. (laughs) I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Barron Morton in a second, but I think Trey Cleveland has broken out a little bit. I'm really excited to see what he can do. And your receivers were a bad match with Donovan. they're a good match with Shuck and Morton because both of those guys can get the ball down the field. And you have a bunch of, I hesitate to say a bunch of Randy Mosses cause he was both fast and could body people, but you just have a bunch of big, not slow, but big receivers to win 50, 50 bo- battles. And that's not something that Morton, uh, that Donovan really does.
2: Yeah. I was a little bit surprised, pleasantly surprised at the chemistry. Now, there was one really key lack of chemistry moment when Barron and Jordan Brown were not on the same page on that third and seven. And Barron threw it way wide of where Brown finished his route. Then you go for it on fourth and seven and miss. But, yeah, the other guys you alluded to, Xavier White, Trey Cleveland, Jaron Bradley. Jaron Bradley was basically riding the pine until recently. He bust out. He had eight or nine catches, including the touchdown. Uh, Trey Cleveland was not a starter to start the season. It was Fungy and Bradley, and he's really come on strong the last two weeks. So has Xavier White. Part of that is due to Miles Price's absence, something we can talk about now or later. When Price is healthy, I would love to see him and Xavier White on the field at the same time. I said this earlier in the season. You're not targeting the tight ends. When you've got 11 personnel on the field and you've got six blockers, the five offensive linemen plus the tight end versus a five-man box, you're not running the ball. Yeah. So just keep Xavier White on the field. He's obviously a sure-handed playmaker. Keep him on the field and just spread him out. If you're not going to use the numbers advantage that you have with the tight end, then just don't bother with it.
1: Yeah, and especially when Price comes back, if you could have Price and White on the field or yes. White and Nehemiah, Yeah, I think that's a lot gas. better. And especially if you're going to go tempo. And these tight ends, uh, Mason Tharp had a tough game. Uh. A, a, a tough stretch in the game. I I think they played much better late and he had a great block on the touchdown. Uh, But Teeter is not a difference maker in the passing game. And you've not shown a, an aggressiveness to throw to Baylor cup. If they can't get it done or if they're not getting it done, white has gotten it done. Nehemiah Martinez has gotten it done. So, if you have five wide in the playbook or four wide receivers and a running back in the playbook, why force the tight end and be yeah. an 11 personnel?
2: Stretch the defense. Make them cover two guys as good as Miles Price and Xavier White and keep them on the field for as many snaps combined as possible.
1: Uh, all right, so let's move on to Morton because here's a question that leads into it. Does the chemistry that Morton have from taking more reps with those guys since Price and the other wide receiver was out
2: I think I think they're asking did did Morton basically luck into good chemistry with Cleveland and White right since because all of them started the season as backups and he played second reps yeah in practice maybe yeah maybe there's something to that
1: it, yeah I think but I think the the reps have been pretty much even uh, with Smith and Morton for two or three weeks now they said they backed off after the Texas
2: game but. And Cleveland and White have been in the rotation. They haven't been yeah. just absent. They just don't play as much as I mean, their counterparts until recently.
1: M- Morton and Smith are the only ones getting reps in practice. So you're probably getting a bunch of reps with all the receivers. That being said, um, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure that does have something to do with it. All right. Can we talk about Baron Morton now? Yeah, let's do it. Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, should we go back to the preseason where one of us said that Morton should definitely start because if he's the future, you might as well just go for it and you don't want to start over next year if you think
2: he's the guy? Did you say that? Yeah. You said Baron Morton should start game one. Uh Uh-huh. I want you to pull the tape on that. Okay. I'll I'll find it. I'm not doubting it, but... I probably
1: hedged and said uh, Smith or Morton. Okay. But... I mean, we talked off air. I I think you're kidding with me right now, right?
2: No, I think you're kind of talking out no, of all three sides no. of your mouth. Just no, like you were no, at the no, spring no. game when you tweeted Baron Morton QB one, and then you tweeted Donovan Smith QB1, oh, that was a joke, and then you that tweeted was Tyler Shuck QB one, right? Yeah, that was an obvious joke. So if you if you take a side on all three of them, at some point you'll be correct.
1: But you remember me saying I don't want Shuck.
2: Not in such explicit terms.
1: Oh, very explicit. Okay,
2: then then pull the tape on it.
1: Okay, well I can't right now. But, I know. Yeah.
2: Okay. You, you have, I'll give you all week. We have a buy. So
1: uh, no my rush. thought was before the season, I don't want to. I don't want to be in a position where you have Shuck all year, and then have to rebreak somebody else in next year. It, I, I wanted whoever's going to be the starter next year to be the starter this year.
2: I think you just start whoever you think the best quarterback is at the beginning of this season, and they clearly thought that was Shuck. And for all this talk about how Shuck is just automatic to the NFL, I'm sorry, but not that many guys get drafted. Right. People were talking about that last year, that he was going to come here, one and done, just set the world on fire, go to the NFL, be a first-round pick.
1: He's not better than Bear Morton.
2: I thought that was crazy. I thought it was crazy to assume that this year that, oh, if he just starts 12 games and he's going to the NFL. Yeah. He has three years of eligibility left, including this one. I think my understanding of the COVID rule and his red shirt. So I thought you could have Shuck this year and next, or if he does have a good year like that, you do Shuck this year and then you turn the page to Morton, who would be a red shirt sophomore. That's not like waiting forever to have your turn. Right. That's what I thought was going to happen. And then when Shuck got hurt so early in the season, to me, it made sense that they go to Donovan who has the experience, I guess, finished camp as the second string quarterback. Um,
1: We have some clarification. El Picador has said, Rob did say early on that he wanted the future to be the starter. Can't remember if he said Morton or Smith. I don't. I don't think I clarified. I think I just said one of the young guys. Whoever you think it is.
2: Now there has been a lot of conversation. I guess we'll talk about the personnel decision before we talk about Morton's performance. Yeah. A lot of so Donovan. Well, I don't want to be unfair. So the fan sentiment around Donovan, I think, was closely in line with what we talked about on this podcast. Uh-huh. We, we praised certain aspects of his game. I think we understood why he was out there. Yes. Based on the information we had at the time. Uh-huh. Is it fair to say the coaches... Well, before I get to that, we also recognize some of Donovan's weaknesses. Right. I, th- I think we were fair to Donovan. I think we saw both sides of it. The coach... Is it fair to say... I'm paraphrasing here, but the coaches... Basically, when asked about, Baron Morton said he's not ready yet. They said he's talented, he's yes. not ready yet. Yeah. So they're going with the guy, Donovan, who by this point has, what, six or seven power five starts under his belt.
1: This week, Kitley said that it was not physical, it was the communication issues that he just he couldn't get with on the same page.
2: I don't think anybody's ever doubted Morton's ceiling and no. his talent. Uh-uh. But when he went out there and played, and you put the ball in his hand 65 times— it did not look to me like a guy struggling to understand what was going on, a guy who was uncomfortable making his first start. It looked, He looked more comfortable than Smith did. And I'll go further and say if you just replaced him, if you told me he was a redshirt junior in his fourth season, I would not really expect that guy to look any more comfortable or make better decisions than Morton did out there.
1: I'll go further than you're going. It didn't look
2: like a coaching
1: staff who thought he
2: wasn't ready mentally they didn't call the game like he was handicapped in any no. way right no and so I, was that coach speak the whole time or did they not know he was going to be that good and and here's why i asked because cliff kingsbury when he was at a&m he's talked about this in interviews he was like we had a quarterback battle in camp and manziel like barely won yeah and i don't even know who his backup was i, I forgot who like what his name was but he was like we didn't realize he was that good because it was non-contact in practice and it's like we didn't know he was a heisman contender right until the lights came on and he goes out there and like game one sets the world on fire. So did they, did they not see this coming or were they giving us coach speak and like holding him back for some other reason?
1: I don't know. I want to say, I want to say Baron Morton's just a gamer and maybe he's not as polished in practice or he does, he does too much trying to win the job in practice and was throwing some, some crazy balls. Maybe, um, I mean, I want to say it's an easy pick, right? I mean, obviously, we've seen each one for at least a game, right? At any point, has Tyler Shruck looked better than Baron Morton? Against anybody? No. No. Going back to Oregon?
2: No. Not any tape that I've watched. At any point, has
1: Donovan Smith looked as good as Baron Morton? I would argue yes on that one. I could maybe spots. I could
2: maybe go watch the Iowa State game. Yes,
1: that's what I was going to go for.
2: But... That's at home. That wasn't the top 10 team on the road. And there were still some throws that Morton made. I have a whole thread on Twitter that was like, okay, this is a better throw than a lot of NFL quarterbacks are th- capable of making.
1: I think before the season, I probably had 1A, 1B, Baron Morton, and Donovan Smith, and Tyler Shuck was my third quarterback. I never understood starting Tyler Shuck. Never. It's because coaches, in general, overvalue well, experience. I understood it. And I was fine with it, but if he walks out and stands behind Wilburn to take a snap against West Virginia, I'll be
2: irate. How do you justify it? You don't. You don't. I mean, what would McGuire and Kitley say when asked that could possibly be a feasible explanation? Even if you don't agree with it, what would they say?
1: Hey, uh, this guy won the job out of camp. He was hurt. Uh, Being hurt doesn't lose your job. Um, so we have full faith that he's the best option.
2: And I would... You know what I'd say? If If I was a good reporter, my follow-up question would be, do you think you win the game in Stillwater with Shuck fully healthy versus what you had
1: from Morton? I would pull a Tommy Tuberville and say BS. Did you see that clip today? No. <laughs> At a rally. <laughs> a rally?
2: Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> they went wild. <laughs> I mean, I just... <laughs> The first drive of the game on the touchdown pass to Bradley. Oh. Go look at the thread that we have on Twitter. It broke into two parts when it was uploading for yeah. some reason. But this is his first drive. Th- this isn't, to compare it to Donovan's first start, this isn't Baron Morton going over to the sideline every play. This isn't after a halftime adjustment where Kidley said, hey, they're doing this. This is the first drive of the game. Before he has any chance to reset, go powwow with Yeah. yeah. There's three receivers
1: – and and they said, we want the ball. Yeah. They said, they won the toss and said, hey, this freshman that we've said is not ready mentally, that we've said is is not ready to be on a field, that we've held for some reason to put out there against Oklahoma State on the road. Now, we want the
2: ball. We want him
1: to go out there
2: immediately. On the touchdown play, you've got three receivers to the boundary. Yeah, It's a man-free look. So every receiver is covered man-to-man, and then you've got one free safety playing center field. It's hard to tell because Stillwater has that freaking sky cam, yeah. bird's-eye view. It looks to me like his shoulders are to the left. He's holding the safety in position. The second receiver in from the sideline is running kind of a post route. As soon as he takes his defender out of the play, Morton flips his shoulders. So not only is he reading the defense properly and faking the safety, which is a veteran move, that's not a red shirt freshman first career start move. Yeah. Then he completes the play by throwing an absolute dime in stride. The DB can't make a play on it. Bradley finishes the catch, touchdown. it. saw that play. I was like, this, this yeah. is unreal to me.
1: And, and I've thought you've had really good receivers. Um, they just, again, it, I do know for a fact before the season, I said that Baron Morton fits Kitley's offense the best. Yeah. He's the most zappy esque.
2: Um, He's a way better arm than Zappy. Well,
1: yes. <laughs> I'm
2: just saying. <laughs> yes. I, I just and I, again,
1: I look. I'm not just trying to say I'm right and the coaches were wrong and I'm brilliant and you, I'm, you I'm a better footballer. No, no, no. Well, not not to you. Yeah, I'm always right with you. Um, but I I I just don't understand. I don't understand. And, and look. I thought Donovan was the right move after Shook. Uh, because at that point, I thought Morton just was shelved. Yeah. For the year. That they were going to let him practice for another year and then whatever. Or that they thought he would get hurt behind this offensive line, which
2: he did. I was going to say, I think there's two somewhat feasible reasons for holding Baron Morton back this long if they knew he was this good. Yeah. Because I just took them at their word this whole time when they were saying he's not quite ready yet. But the offensive line concerns, if they said, like, hey, man, we're building this up for you. You're the future of this program. We don't want to throw you back there quite yet. In combination with the games after Shuck got hurt, five straight ranked opponents, three on the road, none of those are an ideal spot to make your first career start.
1: Right, but but Donovan was
2: healthy. Ish. (laughs) Healthy enough to play, start. Kind of. They threw him in for a couple plays. They sh- so I think they, they shouldn't
1: have at the goal line.
2: I think they said Morton at 100% is better than Donovan at 80%. Maybe they were planning to make the transition after the bye when they could I don't I don't know. But after the game I was like the reasons you all gave us for not playing Morton sooner right didn't appear to stand up at all. And and I'm, and I'm not saying coaches should always be 100% honest and give away all this strategic information to the press. No, no uh-uh. But I just took them at their word this whole time, and clearly that was not the full story.
1: Also, you go back to the whole conversation was, well, we want a guy who protects the ball. And he had two straight games where Donovan had three turnovers. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean,
2: at that point, you're like, I just want to see Morton. But are you going to start Morton against Texas with all the all the storyline behind no. that game? I'm- no,
1: and I, I was fine with Donovan. Donovan won the game. Yeah. Uh, And then in Manhattan, we had the conversation in the pregame. And somebody asked, do both quarterbacks play? And I said, well, I just want to see Morton. I still believe that Morton is the guy. I like what Donovan's done. I think Donovan is a really, really tough, mentally tough quarterback. Physically tough, mentally tough. He can make a lot of throws. Barron can make all the throws. Donovan... Donovan can play forward. And he's really good at playing forward. But when you ask Donovan to play sideways or backwards a little bit, he just can't do that. He can play one way. Barron, it looks like, can play left, right, down, up, backwards, forwards, whatever.
2: There were a couple of obvious differences to me. And I'm not dogging Donovan. You know how I feel Donovan, about him. Yeah. And he look, he grinded out two wins that were toss up type games. Go ahead.
1: You don't have to – the nature of the world today, Kyle.
2: I know exactly where you're going with this, and I agree 100%. The
1: the nature of the world today is if you have a sports thought, a thought, if you have a thought, it automatically means that you hate or vehemently disagree with the opposite thought. And I've gone over this a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, but I do not have to crap all over one of the quarterbacks – to then say Baron Morton should be the starter. Yeah. I believe now when Barron goes out and does what he does that this coaching staff did think that they had one of the best quarterback rooms in the Big 12. I believe them. But I don't have to say that Donovan Smith is hammered dog crap and should never play again and is awful and is only an athlete and should play tight end to then say that Baron Morton should start against West Virginia. I think that is so stupid.
2: Go ahead. Well, it's not even... A lot of the people guilty of doing that. And yes, yeah. you, you don't have to... Well, it's all Twitter trolls, and I shouldn't feed them, but it's not It's not a annoying. zero-sum game. It's not a presidential election where you've got to be all in on one and hate the other. But it's not even correct analysis. Like, Donovan is a... As a runner, is a straight-line power guy. It's cool on fourth and one. But he's not an evasive guy. He's not very fast. He's not quick. And so the people are like, oh, just put him out at wide receiver. He'd be the slowest wide receiver on your team. He's not getting open on any routes. Like, oh, he's just another Jet Duffy. Right. No, you just think they look alike mm-hmm. from a physical appearance standpoint. Yeah. But their games are nothing alike. And, and they do People don't, like, people like don't that know alike. nothing about football. Right. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. With a helmet on. Yeah. But there's a, There's a certain segment of the population. Uh-huh. That anytime there's a quarterback who kind of looks like Donovan, think, oh, he'd be a good wide receiver. No, he wouldn't no. be.
1: Uh-uh. He's a quarterback. Anyway, he did play wide receiver in high school, but that's because Tate Martell was in
2: front of him. You can win games with Donovan as your quarterback. I think you can go to a bowl game. You proved it. You beat yes. Houston. And did Donovan contribute to that game being closer than it should have been? Yeah. Did he also make multiple key plays that won you that game? Yeah. Yeah. Texas, zero turnovers, right? Yeah. You won that game as a seven-point underdog. Texas now is back in the top 20, back in the Big 12 title conversation. And
1: murdered Oklahoma.
2: You might finish the season the only Big 12 team that beat Texas. Now, that's a little bit of a bold prediction, but I think they're pretty good. And Donovan beat them.
1: I don't know if it's that bold.
2: (laughs) I think you might look back on that one and be like, we might have kept (laughs) Texas out of the college football playoff. And I know a lot of our listeners are Texas haters. And they want Texas to go five and seven every year, but they look pretty freaking good to me.
1: Can I be honest? Yeah. Uh, Two lost Texas, if they win, went out and win the Big Twelve, would be uh, argued to be in the playoff.
2: I tweeted it kind of as a joke, but also yeah. to circle back in December if I'm right on that. Yeah, and not because they're the deserving. <laughs> well, they should, they would be. But look at how easily their losses could be justified if the yeah. committee wants to go that route. Yeah. Oh, overtime, crazy what? game without their starting quarterback and one point versus Alabama.
1: Like with their backup quarterback in the second half.
2: Yep. And it's Texas. and Like the post-game box score, Bill Conley, who does SP+, Plus, uh-huh. post-game box score gave Texas a 98% chance to win that game. Yeah. I don't think it's unfair. If, if you zoom out, take off your red and black glasses to say that they would beat you 9 out of 10 times when you line up. And thankfully, you beat them. The only time it counted when you lined up and played the game. Right. Not on the box score, but between the lines. Yeah. But I, I think they're better than people are giving them credit for.
1: I mean, if if Xavier Worthy was healthy in the second half, they beat you. If they gave Bijan the ball every time that Roshan had the Wildcat, they would have beat you. Did they? No. And are they still butthurt about Joey McGuire saying that Texas Tech, the Big 12 yes. run through Lubbock? Yes. And you know what? We live in that world. We don't live in the other world. So I'm happy about that. And by the way, you numbskulls, you, you rock-for-brain longhorns out there, can I clarify what Joey was saying? Eventually, the Big 12 will run through Lubbock. He didn't say immediately.
2: And just the, the sentiment was like, it's about us in this room and yes. what we can control. That was a locker room speech. Yeah,
1: I have a coach. What was he supposed to say? I have a high school coach. That's a Longhorn fan mm-hmm. that brings that up every loss, and I say, Coach, don't you talk to your team? And he's like, Yeah. Say, like, don't you say stuff that you don't believe in your heart today <laughs> that might happen in the future? So yeah, all the time. Then why can't Joey? He's like, Oh well, it was dumb for him to say. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Nothing's going to run through Lubbock. You live here. (laughs) Like, you hate it? Move to Austin and coach.
2: If they do slip up again, if they lose a second Big 12 game, it wouldn't be outside the realm that Texas Tech and a game played in Lubbock keeps them out of the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. So, look, I know that they're butthurt over that comment, but, (laughs) hey, you've you've lined up against Joey once and you lost. He can say whatever he wants. And if we play you next year, then maybe you can prove him wrong, but... In my opinion, you win, you say whatever you want.
1: Yeah, this, he says, uh, they're going to find out everything runs through Lubbock. Not everything runs through Lubbock today. That's what the text says. Uh, one of our Picadors. Also, just as a point, you know, you want to stop a locker room speech? Keep them out the end zone, you did Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on.
2: No, I, they they did not like. They don't like Joey. They did not like that speech. I talked to terrified. some UT friends. They, they are terrified. do not like it. They like, um, lost all respect for him what also I never want to hear you rent. should gain respect after that I never want to hear rent free again oh my they beat God. their arch rival by 49 yeah. 49
1: is, they didn't score
2: a record margin of victory in that series that goes back 120 years and, and they're, they they're thinking about, about Joey Maguire.
1: yeah
2: so I don't want to hear that ever again
1: I also want to clarify something I I uh I don't like I, I don't like taking things without credit it's not me sometimes it happens I, I try to credit people. Uh I thought Bear raid was like just a thing. I thought everybody was saying it.
2: I only saw that once. I saw Red Baron a few times.
1: Yeah. So I tweeted the Bear raid is beautiful. I just I thought that was like out there. Uh but uh Nathan Wade Boggs. Oh yeah. He had tweeted the hashtag. Oh, okay. And then one of my buddies, uh Clint, if you're a Lubbock sports fan, you might recognize the name. If you listen to sports radio, I guess. Uh, he had texted it to me. And so I tweeted I was like, I thought everybody was using it. And I, I remember that from, like, I feel like we've said that on the podcast. I don't remember. Talking about the bear raid. It's just such an easy, I just thought it was out there, so I tweeted. I wasn't trying to steal it. Anyways, the bear raid is out there. People in the, because con- I... What made me think this was in the comments? They were like, "Oh, that's brilliant, Rob, killing it again!" Like I was like, "No, no, wait, hold on."
2: <laughs> I, I didn't make this you thought. Up. This was just a thing. Those, yeah, I out thought there. it was out there. Yeah,
1: but it's gonna be, and there's gonna be merch, and tech will use it, and yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, well, because Nord Sodiase was like, "Oh, you did something there," and I was like, "Well, <laughs> somebody did."
2: <laughs> I'm not really talking about the Texas game on this segue, but before the Texas game, yeah, one of the Picadors asked us is there any scenario where you lose this game and come away feeling better about it? And you and I both said, no, this is such a big game. Yeah. Even if you play stellar, lose by one, there's no silver linings. Well, you've done that already. And I said, but one, the closest thing to that would be if Baron Morton somehow plays and looks like a hands-down lock to be the quarterback of the present and the future. Didn't happen that game. I think it happened versus Oklahoma's, Oklahoma State. I'm actually a little bit surprised at the amount of confidence among the Texas Tech fan base and amount of certainty that Tyler Shuck is going to start versus West Virginia.
1: I mean, I think he will too.
2: Should he? I don't I know. know how you do that. You have an opportunity right now to say, to go into next season, no matter how the chips fall this season, for Baron Morton to have at least seven starts if you don't make a bowl game. Yeah. And no quarterback controversy all off season. They have a chance to do that right now. Lock it in. Yeah. If they go back to Shuck, it's a, it's a total musical chairs of with yeah. Them, what happens if
1: that would be a bad first year head coaching decision by Joey? Maguire.
2: Even if Shuck is great the last six games, which I hope happens if he plays, he doesn't have enough tape for the NFL, so he's probably coming back. And all of all off season and all of next year. If Shuck is here and healthy and starting, everyone's going to be like, where's Barron? We saw Barron light the world on fire against Oklahoma State. He's the best quarterback ever. It just seems like a really bad long-term move, and it's nothing against Shuck. I've been clamoring for Shuck since he got hurt. I thought he would be an improvement over Donovan, but now that I've seen what my eyes saw from Barron Morton, I don't know how you go any other route. Does Shuck have a higher ceiling? Does he have a higher floor? No. I'm, look,
1: and I've not been a Shuck hater, but I've not been a Shuck liker. You know this. Uh, I don't think he's an improvement over Donovan. <laughs> so hey. I think Barry Morton's the best quarterback in the room, and they didn't think he was ready, and then they threw him out in Stillwater and he was ready. And I don't think there's any conversation that you can have in that building to go back on what we saw.
2: I've got a challenge for... Texas Tech fans okay, or Big 12 fans, whoever's listening to this. Uh After the Houston game, I put together a thread of Donovan's good plays. Plays where I said, this is great. You can't ask for more than this from your quarterback. You and I acknowledge, yeah, three three turnovers is too many. He's got to clean that up. He's got to take fewer sacks. But these throws put his talent on display. I put video proof out there for the world to see, and they can fire off crappy tweets all they want. I did the same with Baron Morton. There's maybe eight throws in that that Twitter thread that I alluded to. It's pinned at the top of our Twitter page. Go find, and this is not a shot at Tyler Shuck. Find me any quarterback who's currently active in college football. No, do it with Shuck. From Shuck's time at Oregon, from last year. Find one. From spring practice, find anything. Find me his five best throws that he's ever made in college. Yeah. I'll put him up against the five best throws Barron Morton made in his first career start on the road against a top-10 team, and you tell me which quarterback is better.
1: What was your favorite Baron Morton play?
2: Easily when Oklahoma State is bringing seven. Yeah. There's nowhere to hide. You either see it and you throw hot, or you're getting sacked for a 10-yard loss on your ass. He sees it coming. As he's shuffling back on a bum leg, as he's getting hit, he throws a dart to Cleveland right in stride over the middle of the field. And the point at which he starts his throwing motion, Cleveland is not open. No. He sees where the window is going to be, anticipates it, could not throw it any better with a clean pocket with his feet set, and he had none of those advantages. And, like, it's such a good throw that Cleveland gets yards after the catch. Yeah. It could not have been located any better. And there, I, there were others, but, I mean, he threw one. It was 40 air yards on the run. Yeah. Right on the sideline. Like Aaron Rodgers makes that throw.
1: I, I, this is a wrestling term, but I popped, I popped for the one over the middle. That was the second best. throw.
2: And, and I I have two camera angles on that Twitter thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look at both of them. It's crazy.
1: That, that's the second best throw. The the best throw is that running throw where he yeah. dots it to Bradley. At, oh, that is out of bounds Yeah, <laughs> where Bradley can get it. That's the only place where that ball is complete. I, I mean, and that's touch. Now, I think there's some, there's some Mahomes-esque rawness with Baron Morton.
2: He looks, he looks more refined than Mahomes did
1: early on. Well, okay, yes, he does. <laughs> he looks polished. Well, when that's all relative because...
2: Mahomes was playing street ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, he, no. He was damn good at it. Yes. But Morton is more polished at this point in his career than Patrick was in his first year at Tech. And I know Barron's in year two. Well, yeah, the first year 15. I'm talking about 2014. Sure. Not a sure. not a great apples apples because Mahomes was a true freshman, Barron's retro freshman. But
1: there's still some platform stuff yeah. and some foot footwork stuff that I'm sure will only get better. But where I was going with that was it might not ever change. Because if you look at Patrick, it has improved, but that that rawness is what makes him Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. The flat foot falling backwards dart to Cleveland, the rolling pocket to Duran Bradley, the the stuff he does out of pocket and off kilter make him a good quarterback. Now, is he also going to think that he can make that Cleveland throw twice and throw it to Cobb?
2: Yeah, I was also going to say on that Cleveland throw. Uh huh. If he now he's good enough to make the throw, obviously, he did. But if he's too ambitious and he doesn't put quite enough on that, or if it's a little behind, it gets undercut and that yeah. DB is probably running a that's long way. Yeah. So if he screws up that throw, it's bad. And that's where I think a lot of guys don't make that throw. When, he's, he's also he's a better runner than Mahomes. Before the injury, he is a dual threat quarterback. Yes, he is. He's fast, he's elusive. And I, th- that was probably my biggest con about Donovan. He looks a lot like
1: Mahomes after the,
2: after the knee. Injury. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes just looks like he's hobbled, yeah, yeah. even though he's not.
1: He's running like an old man. What was the defensive coordinator say? He runs like an old man?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But Barron, before the injury, uh, this is my biggest drawback on Donovan, was like, dude, the pocket is collapsing around you. That's uh-huh. not your fault. But yeah. you have to see it, and you have to get the hell out of there. And it, it whether it was the clock in his head, his vision, I don't know what. It wasn't happening. Barron, multiple times, at the very least, got out and threw it away, yeah. but also sometimes he made a really good play out of it, whether running or throwing. He's more elusive, he's quicker, he's faster, he's more agile. He's a good runner. If he's healthy, yeah, he's a he's an actual dual-threat quarterback. He got sacked four times? Yeah, twice pre-injury, twice post-injury.
1: I would attribute one sack to Barron Morton, not getting rid of the ball. I think the rest of them were just too fast. When even the or, sacks- or up the
2: middle. He kind of mitigated, like one of them, it was a one-yard loss because yeah. he was able to at least climb the pocket. Uh-huh. And look, second and 11 isn't great. It's world's better than second and 17. So that was maybe the biggest leap for me. The, the deep ball, yes. Barron is a lot better at that than Donovan was. But it's the the lack of negative plays over and over. Donovan just getting sacked, missing reads, not seeing stuff in time. Yeah, Morton is light years ahead in those aspects.
1: Well, in, in Donovan again, you had Donovan and Dogovan where there were moments where he caped up and looked really good. In the same game. First half, yes. first
2: K-State, second half, first K-State.
1: First quarter, second quarter. Different guy. Yeah. And you look at that and say, man, Donovan has all the potential in the world, but he's just not consistent. I think Baron Morton already is is going to be a consistent playmaker. And I'll say this too. It's one game.
2: Don't give me that.
1: It's one game. Uh, I. What more do you need to see? Now, listen. It's one game. I want to see the next six from Morton.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure.
1: I mean, I've seen... Because here's the deal. I've seen one game from Shuck. And not a single game I could pick out against worst competition. Now, different offensive coordinator, different offense... But there's not a single game in Chuck's career that was better than that one. And Donovan, at times, was at least equal to Barron, but he's not put together a full game that was equal to that one, even though he won in
2: Lubbock against Texas. And and that was kind of the delicate part with Donovan. It's like, if you play totally mistake-free, we can beat Texas by the skin of our teeth.
1: Yes, and he was in a position to beat Kansas State playing bad.
2: But we also saw the flip side of that. It was like, okay, your mistakes kind of contributed to the loss here. And it's a team game. It's never just about the quarterback. Yeah. But with Barron, like, I think the floor is really high. Here's another difference that I think is night and day. Kansas State, because you can't run the ball, you try that really quick throw to the Uh sideline. Two receivers block, and one receiver tries to get five yards, and that replaces some of your run game. Against Kansas State, Donovan just, like, airmailed one. Like, wasn't in the vicinity of the receiver. Yeah. So it's a negative play. You get zero yards. Barron was like sidearming those around defenders right. like Mahomes. Yeah. I'm not trying to make that comparison because that's absurd.
1: No, you can <laughs> that, That's what I'm talking about. That off-bounce stuff.
2: But, but yeah, like he's making those. They are high velocity. They're getting there in time. You didn't have any just ugly throws. Like, well, man, he just really missed the mark on that one. On, on the on the short ones, like yeah, you know, at or behind the line of scrimmage. And again, if
1: he's the best quarterback you've had since Patrick Mahomes, why was he not starting? I just don't understand I, that. I don't know. Now, I get a lot of it. I get the he's a freshman. I get the we started Chuck, and I get the Donovan at this highest, and, and Donovan is the most durable, I guess. So, hey, let's go get Donovan beat up because we don't want the other guy to get beat up. I can make that make sense. But, man, I wish Baron Morton would have gotten at least some
2: drives earlier. It's it's really hard for me to temper my expectations now. And and I get the one game sample size argument no. and in career start number 3 and 4 it's going to make some boneheaded throw yeah. But I don't need any additional sample size to understand that his talent is off the charts NFL draft pick type talent. Is he
1: better than JT Daniels today? Yes. Is he better than Blake Shapin? Yes. Is he better than... I'll
2: I'll save you some time. I think Quinn Ewers and him are the two most talented quarterbacks in the conference. Okay. Now, most talented. Can a quarterback who's less talented like JT Daniels, who is more experienced, play a better game? Yes. Because as as we've learned this season, taking care of the ball is a big part of this. Decision-making is a big part of this.
1: Jalen Daniels maybe, JT not.
2: (laughs) But as far as who's the best quarterback in a vacuum, who am I buying stock in? it's Baron Morton with little to no competition. His only competition is like the highest ranked recruit, who ever came out of high school. And, you know, it's probably gonna be a first round draft pick in the NFL. That's, that's the only guy I would put on his level.
1: A uh, quick thought on Joey McGuire. Wait, final thought on Baron Morton. Do you have any more? Cause I have one more.
2: No, I just, I, I'm, I'm truly blown away. And I was honestly, when I was making that thread, Struggling to find like different words that I hadn't said already, I was uh-huh. I said like, "This is stupid. This is right. absurd. This is unreal. This is insanely talented." And I just ran out of words to describe what I was looking at. Yeah, he is incredible. That's Go- my final thought. Is just I'm blown away at how right. good he was.
1: Uh, going back to Mahomes, just this made me think of Mahomes. Um, I think it was 2015. Do you remember the throw that you made? You like okay, Mahomes is like different, different. Now he had a big game against Baylor in 2014. Yeah. And he had some like big numbers in 2014, but I remember the throw where I was like, okay, this cat is legit. And like NFL guy.
2: I remember it was in Ames. I think it was to Lauderdale.
1: That was in Lubbock.
2: No, No, I'm talking about 2014. He started that game and you won in Ames. It was a rocket launcher throw. Like in the cold, in aims. Yeah, hits, I don't remember this. Hits Lauderdale and Stride. I'll, I'll find it just because it'd be funny to, or interesting yeah. to put it side by side with whatever throw you're going to say. But that's when I was like, okay, this guy. So mine's
1: also on. against Iowa State, but it's 15.
2: Is it to Reggie Davis it, in the back of the end zone?
1: It's not the deep one. Okay. Um, that might have that been a Jonathan Giles. Is that one you're talking about? It's going the other way. He is he is running to his left.
2: I think this is LaTeX 2016 that you're describing. No, that was the Giles one. That's Giles. That's that's
1: LaTex. That one is shown all the
2: time. Yeah, and that is an insane throw.
1: This one is Iowa State in Lubbock 2015. He is... Well, that's... If, if it's even... Even year. No, Iowa State must have been 14.
2: In 2015, Iowa State was here.
1: Oh, because they're wearing names this year. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> he's running left, and he throws it back like zips it into a, a window where the guy is falling down and he throws it to the guy. It's like, okay, nobody else is making that throw.
2: I think off of his wrong foot as well. Yeah,
1: he's, he's He's dead sprint left yeah. and throws it back. Right. On a rope. Like that's the kind of stuff that Baron can do that. Not a lot of people are doing now. Has he done that yet? No. Uh, my final thought though, on Baron before we just call him the next Patrick Mahomes, because I don't, We that's not true yet. Let's get a few plays in, right? Uh, One of my favorite plays, though, and what made me spark this was like, okay, nobody else is doing that. The touchdown run. Yeah. He holds that mesh point until the guy's getting tackled and still pulls the ball out and walks in the end zone.
2: He kind of broke a tackle a little bit at the line of scrimmage, too.
1: I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was not a good runner, and he had 10 touchdowns. You you looked at me funny. I was
2: going to ask you how fast is Patrick Mahomes? As
1: fast as he needs to be. But he had ten rushing touchdowns. I think in both start years as starter. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why is some like the highest touchdown number of any quarterback in just two years. It's because he threw for fifty and ran for ten. Like he had insane numbers. Barron is the kind of guy who has that that je ne sais quoi that feel, man. And, and I again. I don't want to get too high on Barron because it's not like, okay, Barron starts, you go 6-0. Shuck starts, you go 2-4. and Because I don't think that. I, don't I think any. you're going to a bowl with anybody, any quarterback that's out there. And today, more than any time in the last six weeks, I've actually believed the coaches that said that you have the best quarterback room in the Big 12.
2: Let me ask you this. Before I ask you this, part of what made Mahomes a real threat in the red zone, running the ball, uh-huh. he was really good at Extending the play and freezing defenders, making them cover the guys. Then yeah. at the last second he would just run in. Is there any realistic outcome this season besides six and six or seven and five in the regular season? Or is it probably seventy percent that it's one of those two outcomes?
1: Uh, you've not lost at home yet. And I think all four of those are winnable. Uh, Iowa State can't score. Yeah. And your other road game might be the toughest game you have is TCU. I'll
2: I'll rephrase it this way. If Shuck starts and plays healthy for the last six games or Morton starts the last six games, is there more than a one-win discrepancy between those two options? No. Huh. So if that's the case, and I agree with you, why not give the guy who is obviously the future NFL draft pick and the future of this program the experience of starting the next six games?
1: I said this when I didn't have any film on Barron.
2: I'm just I'm a, I'm There's, not phrasing that question to you. I'm phrasing it to the coaching yeah, staff. What no, is the logic behind that? Double down. If you're triple gonna, down. If you're going to go seven and five with either quarterback, why not make it the guy that is clearly not just the quarterback of the future, the focal point of this program for the next two years? Yeah, everything will be built around him.
1: I would never start a guy so that he didn't transfer.
2: <laughs> but but, <laughs> but
1: I would play Barry Morton to make damn sure he's here next year. Right? Yes. Because I, I don't want to say, hey, Barron, hey, man, you're good, but we don't trust you yet. I can't say – Why not
2: at this point? Because
1: before the game, you you can say that because you hadn't seen him on the field. But now that you've seen him on the field, you can't say that. You can't. Yeah. And, and if Shuck comes in and doesn't
2: look good, I mean, he's got a short leash, right? It, it really would make you kind of question, okay, you had three options at your disposal throughout this season at different times. Different guys were healthy. And every time you had Baron Morton healthy, you went with a different option, even though he wound up being the best option of the three. that kind of makes you wonder about the judgment decision making. is that fair? It, it,
1: uh, it's hard to call it the decision making, but uh, it, it makes me question the the planning yeah, the program planning
2: and it, if Baron Morton's tape from Oklahoma State was the exact same as it was, but He had two more interceptions. Then I would go, okay, yeah, the talent is there. The ceiling is insanely high. But I see why they would go with Shuck because he'll take care of the ball and he might win you more games. But that's not the case. Morton played safe, man. He did. And and Shuck, when he has played, has turned the ball over. He's not some automatic never-turn-the-ball-over guy. He got sacked a decent amount. Again. And two
1: pick sixes. can, Can you play a thought experiment with me?
2: Yes, I would love to.
1: Cumbie's the, the O.C. Matt Wells is the head coach. You come out flat. It's Stephen F. Austin. Do you need a fourth quarter, fourth down stand if true freshman Baron Morton's out there?
2: <laughs> that game is kind of a blur to me. Well. I, I know where you're going with it. I, just, I feel like I was in a state of, am I really watching this? I don't oh, actually recall was, much from that game. But I, your, your point is well taken.
1: Uh, it, it just like, okay, Donovan comes in on third down or whatever it was. Guys in his face, <laughs> he throws it. Like, let's say that's Patrick. Okay, Patrick pump fakes, grips the ball and then walks in right or or flips it. Do you think Baron Morton on the spectrum of Patrick to Donovan on that play? He's closer to Patrick. I. And again, to me, that's just like I don't know why. Why do we need to play both quarterbacks? We don't. <laughs> we do, we don't. Okay. I feel like we're just gonna keep repeating
2: the same points, I, and I could sit here and talk about Baron Morton for the next four hours. Yeah. I freaking love him.
1: I. Welcome. I'm going to... No, don't give me that. <laughs> I feel like I was always... I, maybe I was just always anti-Shuck and that played into the pro-Morton stuff.
2: I want to say one more thing on Morton and then I'll, uh-huh. I swear I'll shut up about this. There is something to be said that doesn't show up in the stats or anything. It matters though. Oh, I'll ask you this. Did you ever play baseball?
1: Yep, till you, fourth grade.
2: You watch baseball? I do. When well, they make a pitching change. Uh-huh and the reliever comes out, he's warming up.
1: Yeah. When it hits the glove
2: and it pops, and you hear it in the stadium? Yes. That makes a difference. There's a zip, man. Okay. There's a zip. Does it matter when, okay, a completion goes for 20 yards, it goes for 20 yards, whatever. That's what it shows up as in the box score. But Baron Morton throws a pretty ball. Like mechanics, the way the ball comes out of his hand, it's not going to look any better than that. Yeah, And that
1: matters.
2: (laughs) To me, that is a sign of insane talent.
1: Kyle, we weren't there. We weren't there. You've watched the game twice.
2: Yes. A little bit more if you count some highlights here and there. Call it two and a half times. You've watched at least
1: twice. Yeah. Watched through. And you probably watched the second time a bunch of times.
2: Yeah, I rewound a lot. That first
1: drive. And, and remind me to get back to the Joey Maguire point. I still have it in my head.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: You, you, I'm trying to be delicate, man. No. Did the players respond better to Baron? Because you started flat as hell in your two road games. But – and I can – you know what? I can do it with the Joey Maguire point because Joey Maguire, Joey Lytics, right – you, you're not even close in that game if you don't convert that first fourth down. Now, you might win if you punt later to make them go 90 instead of whatever. But you're not even in the game if you don't convert that first one. That's, that's the whole point with Joey. Like, you're going to get Joey. Uh, I loved the first fourth down conversion, so I'm not going to hate the late one because you can't it's not outcome based it's decision based right. mm-hmm. and I thought both times the decision was good. the play calling I think still and, and we have a question in the the discord about the play calling, but the play calling is still a little bit I think you're still trying to figure out what your roster is if you're zach kitley but
2: but but to my point. The team just seemed to respond to Barron, right? Being in there is fresh, right? Am I allowed to share some inside info from Friday before the game? When you and I got texts and yeah. calls? Yeah, let's do it. We got. It started with text messages from two different people that Barron Morton was starting. And that was hush-hush. We, we tweeted a clue, tweeted an acronym. Yeah, that, we both did. That the kid from Eastland is starting today.
1: I tweeted Johnny Manzoka.
2: But I got a call after those text exchanges, and the guy who called me said, "Baron Morton is starting, and the team is fired up. Apparently the guys are fired up for it, I think was his exact phrasing. Not that they were out on Donovan, but maybe they just wanted a change. They wanted a spark. So I don't think you're off base. If that that sentiment that that person relayed to me is true, I think there's something to that. And like I said, the chemistry with the receivers seemed like a surprise, but maybe it – wasn't surprising to people that were within the program. All and right. Also, can I say one more thing on that? Yeah. I wish we were allowed to just go viral on Twitter. I right. wish we could have on Friday night said Baron Morton starting tomorrow and just. But we were asked not to. So. Yeah.
1: Look, if that's true, and I I was not aware of that. I feel like you get more news than I do. Well, from different... Your guy gives you more. My guy gives me more. So I'm not going to complain. I'm not complaining. I'm not. I love the guy. I love your guy. I love my guy.
2: I'll have my guy call your guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, we might... Well... just Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was going to say was... Um, if that's true. If that's true, right? If, if what I saw on the field... The team being more fired up for Baron Morton being out there. If it's true that before the game, these guys are fired up, that Baron's going to be the leader. The team knows. The fans know.
2: Joey has to know. Right? And... Chuck's never going to play again. To add to that, do you think that Baron... If that sentiment is true well, that that the, knows. that the team, well, always that's always, not where wore, I'm going with it. He
1: wore a red blazer when he was <laughs>
2: coming. No, that's not where I'm going with it. Okay, sorry. But if the team was ready to rally and support a Baron Morton, do you think he reciprocated that with his toughness, moxie, energy? I mean, yeah. The color guy was begging for them to pull him out of the game. Yeah. Like this guy can barely walk and he was over dramatic. Right. D- different Tangent. His but leg is falling
1: off. If,
2: yeah. if Barron's teammates were ready to go all out, all in on him, I think seeing him limp around and still lead some, some successful drives in the second half reciprocated that. And that's a, the, not that Donovan wouldn't have. We've seen Donovan tough through oh, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, he, well, he toughed the last two weeks, But apparently. Like if Morton wasn't, I guess, tough enough to answer that kind of call, then maybe it makes some of those guys doubt the energy that they were willing to bring for Barron. But I think he answered the call. Absolutely.
1: And they left him in. They left him in. And I guess if Donovan was healthy, he would have gone back out there probably for those last four or five drives. But you said earlier that, what, 100% Barron was better than 80% Donovan? Well, 80% Barron was better than 80% Donovan, and that's why they left him in there. Yeah, yeah. that's why I left him in there. Now, again, I, I'm not out on the coaching staff if Shuck starts against West Virginia, but I'm not holding back. Oh, and my what? 15 hours of sports radio that I do, or on this podcast, Baron Morton should be the starter. And if Baron Morton goes out and throws three picks in the first half, you know what? Baron Morton should be the starter. And if West Virginia beats you, you know who should start against Baylor? Baron freaking Morton. The guy is the future. I don't want to mess around anymore. All right. I think that Baron Morton can win all six games. I think he'll probably go three and three, four and two to finish the year. You will be in a bowl game. If you are looking right at these kids, you're recruiting and you want a solid plan for the future. Don't you want to tell these receivers? Hey, this is the guy you're playing for next year. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. hey, kid with 10-10 speed, don't you want to catch a deep ball from this guy? That matters. I I don't want to sit here and say, Tyler Shuck's going to play this next six games, and then Zach Kittley gets another gold star on his resume because he sends another guy to the NFL. I want to play for 2023, and Baron Morton getting reps is the best for 2023.
2: I don't know what these people are thinking who say Shuck is going to come back, put six games of film out there, and go to the NFL? No. Do you know some of the guys who haven't been drafted after what they put on tape in college? Like, I'm well, Shuck, not a, Shuck's,
1: Shuck's six five and looks like a quarterback.
2: It's not a shot at Shuck, but like, I who, got plenty of shots at Shuck. Whose NFL draft board is he going to be on if he comes back and starts these last six games? The Vikings and plays like he did. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> plays like he did against Houston last year. Let's say.
1: Yeah. He's not being on anybody's radar. But only the second half, and he only completed balls to Eric Izakama.
2: I mean, he's in a draft class with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh, and so, again, Will, if you. Will if, Levin or whatever his name is, from if you Kentucky, go down that route. Will Rogers. Uh, Will Rogers. Chuck has to be your starter next year, right? Yeah. Then what are we doing? We're not doing it. It, I, I'm with you, and I, I've been branded as like the McGuire guy because of how yeah. higher McGuire I was. Right, right, right. And I love the higher. I'm still all in on it. But that's not to say if he coaches here for ten years, he and I are never going to disagree on something. Now, and I would disagree with him on this.
1: Well, what's what's Morton's health? Morton's health. I want to clarify and this
2: leg stuff. I want to clarify. I'm not taking credit for. Starting hire McGuire or getting him hired. I'm just saying that I was all in on that bandwagon. You did start it though. No, I don't think that's fair to say. Well, on Twitter, you tweeted, I started on Twitter. You but, started the hashtag. But since like 2016.
1: No, but off air, you always tell me messed, how
2: big on, of a part you've been on the message it. boards for years. Anyway, all that to say, I I was very yeah. supportive of the hire, advocated for the hire before it happened. Right. Yeah. So people are like, Yeah, I mean you convinced me about it. Some people think that I would not ever question Joey, but if Baron Morden is not the starter all
1: Well, I think you and I are, you know, positive people. And we try to be positive. Uh but you know what else we are? Real. Honest. Genuine. So I don't think that there's any like sunshine pumping or like we're not just two fans here, right? And I, I talked about this when we played Texas I don't get the t-shirt fan thing because I didn't go to tech. I'm not sitting here just talking about Texas tech because, uh, I got a degree from there and that's all I want to do. Right? No, I, I have a job to talk about and cover Texas tech in Lubbock and I grew up as a Texas tech fan. But I don't have any, like, just blind loyalty to Texas Tech. And starting Tyler Shuck is a bad decision. <laughs> and if, if everyone's healthy, you know, if it comes out that Baron Morton didn't just get hit in the shin, it's just a bruise, or it's like a MCL or something, which, knock on wood, that everything's clear, but if he's, like, legit injured, then fine. Uh, do you know who I would start against West Virginia? Donovan Smith, because I don't think
2: Tyler Shuck's very good. I'd start Shuck over Donovan if oh, they're both man. fully healthy.
1: Yeah, and ho- and hopefully you have all three healthy, and it's a difficult decision, and you go back to it. But uh, all I'm saying is legitimately, legitimately, if everyone's healthy, Baron Morton
2: should be the starter. 100% agreed.
1: Have we spent too much time on Baron Morton?
2: Uh, I could argue not enough.
1: Uh. This off the text line, uh, text line, what's this, the Raiderland? The Picador chat says, no more experiments. I agree. What does that mean? When we were talking about um, the quarterbacks, like, do we want to see if Donovan, can we see if Shuck, can we see what Barron has? Like, there's no more experience. It's just, Barron's the best guy play Barron. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Morton perform against a team that has prepared for him. OSU prepared for Smith?
2: Yeah, and that's what – look, there's going to be tape on him and his tendencies, like that he's really good rolling to his right, and so teams might bring an extra rusher off the right side to make him roll left.
1: Oklahoma State brought seven, six, five on nearly every play in the second half.
2: So, yeah, it's it's a fair criticism. Like I said, there's going to be growing pains. He's going to take his lumps as a guy making his second, third, fourth career start. Yeah. But – So do the other two. It's inevitable. Like –
1: so do the other two.
2: Patrick Mahomes and Brett Favre and Peyton Manning all made their second career start at some point.
1: Yeah, and Mahomes looked, I mean, all the way through 2015, even through 2016. Uh, he's throwing pick sixes to to end the rally against Oklahoma State. He's throwing a pick against Texas at home to end the rally. Um, Mahomes, for every great thing he did, there was a, you know, what what is it, the equal and opposite reaction? So there's surely gonna be some of that for Morton,
2: but like Donovan didn't? You have to live with it. Shuck didn't? You take like, that with his insane talent and say there's gonna be growing pains, but we're gonna ride through it. Uh
1: this one also I just want to see him shred a defense that had prepared for him before I anoint him king of West
2: Texas. You can be patient if you want. I've I've seen enough. I you're getting out the oil. I'm not oil. a one game sample size guy. I I saw what I saw. There were throws there that are just crazy. For anybody to make, much less a redshirt freshman in his first career start on the road against a top 10 team. So I, I've seen enough, and I welcome everybody else onto the bandwagon once they've seen enough. The first drive, I saw enough.
1: You ready for the Discord mailbag?
2: Yeah, Discord mailbag sponsored by our friends over at Diversified Lenders. You can learn more about them at diversifiedlenders.com. Local Lubbock company, family, Red Raider owned and operated. They will help your business get the cash it needs to operate now. How do you qualify to submit a question for the Discord mailbag?
1: Oh, you go to patreon.com and sign up and pay the $5 fee. It's very cheap. Portion of that goes to the Matador Club, which I was going to talk to you. Do we up? Because we send a certain amount. Uh, Do we up that amount? Are we close to it? I think we're close well, to upping the amount.
2: We were incredibly aggressive starting out. We were sending true. a majority of the Patreon right. money, so I'm fine <laughs> catching with up a little bit, keeping it steady for now. Okay. But hey, even say, if we get
1: 30 more Patreons, we'll double the Matador Club payment.
2: Is yeah,
1: that fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 30 more will double our payment to the Matador Club. I think that gets us to a certain number. Whatever that number is that I'm thinking of, you know what it is.
2: Even if you're a hater of the podcast, yeah. your money goes to a good cause. So yeah. Come one come all.
1: Absolutely. And it's uh it's a free chat. You want a Discord? We can bring anybody in. Yeah. Um, we did want another guy to we the Picadors are like masochist. They want us to start bench cut another group. Is that like a new tradition? I guess. I, I don't know that we need to do that. Okay. Start bench cut shuck, Donovan, and Baron Warren. <laughs> start
2: Baron bench shuck cut Donovan. I'm I'm benching Donovan and cutting Chuck. Did you know that we caught like half a stray on Discord isn't quite a message board, but on a message board. Oh, did we? Yeah, half a stray. Yeah, so I'll explain so it. Somebody strayed me. And then, no, oh. no, it's like a backhanded compliment slash insult at the Gauchos. Oh, that's fair. Because the Red Raiders sports guys, they do a podcast called From Here. It's potable. But yeah, they're like super inconsistent with when it comes out. So sometimes it's like once every three weeks. Right. And this guy was like. Man, when you guys don't publish, I have to listen to gambling Gauchos while I'm driving my kids to daycare. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm flattered you chose <laughs> us over the other options, but you, also the way you phrase that is like, yeah, geez, I'm stuck with these guys. So, you,
1: I mean, you could listen to. That's
2: radio. Fine. Yeah, I was like, I mean, it didn't sound there's like lot super of, complimentary, but yeah, you have other options and you chose us, so I guess that's cool. well. There's 42 Texas Tech podcasts. Yeah, you know
0: what I? But listen anyway, to a
2: lot of them people. Hey, not everybody's gonna like our podcast, right? That's okay. Um, just doing the best we can here.
1: Picador says, I thought for sure I'd be cut again, even though I wasn't in
2: the group. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Who you cut last time. Oh yeah. 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 We can cut him anyway. Double cut. Oh, dang. He's well, right he, here. He man. asked for it. Did he? Yeah.
1: You're a sweet soul, man. Uh, about to record Send him in. All right. That's the first, um, now a lot of these, I'm going all the way back. Is Dana done with Tech?
2: Dana Beers. Yeah. When I first saw that, I thought it was Holgerson because I think that was Friday night while the right. Houston game was on. I was like, what? Um, no, he's just taking his visits. So he's going to be all about Cincinnati while he's in yeah. Cincinnati. And
1: All right. So Um, like Dana, I do. Uh, I liked the exposure he brought to Texas Tech. I hope he is. I, I I Dana Beers is not tough enough to be a Red Red. I said this in the Discord. I believe it. Really? Yeah. They, you Okay. I didn't go to tech. We just talked about this. And I'm not saying I'm tougher than Dana Beers, but I've put 30 years of my life into this. I've seen the highs. I've seen the lows. And you know what? I'm still here. It's a lot more than some can say. And I'm still all in, right? I was all in on uh, Matt Wells the third year until that This Is Personal bull came in.
2: <laughs> now it's
1: personal. Now it's personal. Like it was at the first two two. Now we're fired years. up to yeah. go try and win some games. Now we're
2: fired up. And then you lose 70 to 35 so it after it's personal. I'll say this at some Look, Dana has these visits. They're sponsored trips, so I'm not going to fault him for taking those but also at some point I want to hit him with the Spike Dykes quote and be like, if you have to beg a guy, he already saw an amazing right. game day atmosphere, experience. Yeah. He met Coach McGuire. He met Ric Flair. Yeah, if you don't,
1: if like, you don't want to be here, don't want to
2: be What here. more do you need to see? So take your visits, but if you're not all in on Tech, then yeah. adios.
1: And he's going to see a lot of cool you know, tailgate scenes and all this. And I think Texas Tech is a good tailgating scene. But I mean you're going to these national ones, and I'm not saying that Texas top 20, top 30 tailgate scene. And I think they're they know that. And they're trying to improve it. I mean, you've seen the last two years with the Raider Alley and all that. So uh, Oh man, they can see me on the camera. Right? <laughs> the camo's not working. <laughs> um let's see. <sighs> This on Dana, he says uh, he won't make us good at football. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. Can he block? Uh, I can't play left tackle. Uh, Steven says, hope you're feeling better, Rob. Thank you. I was out of it last night. Kyle did the uh, gad by himself. Um, Get your questions in. All right. If all three quarterbacks are 100% healthy, who starts against West Virginia? Morton. Morton. Um. Everybody says, Morton, did you feel as though Kitley's play calling improved yesterday?
2: Improved, yes. Uh, satisfactory, not quite. couple spots. And, and I'll give Kitley some leeway here. I'm like, after you're inside the five, just run the ball four times and see what happens. Yeah. You obviously don't have the personnel to do that. Right. So I understand there are limitations there, but especially I think it was when the game was tied – 31, 31. Yeah. you get the ball into plus territory, it's third and one, you go tempo, Serrado gets stuffed, you run Serrano again on fourth and two, and don't get it, I'm kind of like, can we, I've tweeted this multiple times, can we get under center and fall forward for a yard, yes or no? Yeah,
1: If that's no, when you bring Donovan in.
2: Yeah, if no, then okay, then you also probably shouldn't run from the shotgun right up the gut where you were going to go on the QB sneak. Right. So that part is still frustrating to me. I did not like the call to bring in Donovan on third down. If you want to bring him in on first down and run the series of downs with him, sure. On third down, not a fan. Leave Morton in the game at that point. You have a better passing threat because at that point— He got you you there. At that point when you put Donovan in, everybody knows what's coming. Yeah. That's why I didn't like it.
1: I will also contend that the play calling was the same.
2: There were still Barron times, just ran the offense better. There were still times where you ran 11 personnel with a tight end on the line. You've got six on five and you're choosing not to run the ball. And I know you're not good at running the ball, but if there's any look where you can right. be confident well, and that and you're going to get four Cerader or five yards, yards, that's it. Is Tosh Brooks hurt? I don't know. He, he played.
1: I know, but he's not looked good in three weeks here.
2: I think he's the kind of runner that needs. Holes momentum. in the middle and yeah. to get north south. Sir Roderick is way better at being patient, yeah. improvising, better in space. That's not a knock on Taj. I think they're one and one A, just right. different types of backs. And Sir Roderick, I think, fits your personnel better.
1: Uh, what are the realistic expectations for this team moving into the second half? So three and three through the first six, but you get four, in, four home games in the back half. Uh, Oklahoma, you'll be favored against yeah, if, if everything changes. holds. Uh, I think you'll be favored against West Virginia. I think you will be favored against
2: Kansas. I think you'd be a three- or four-point dog to Baylor today.
1: And then maybe a pick-up against Iowa State because it's in Ames.
2: If I gave you, of the four home games, told you right now three-and-one, take it or roll the dice, what do you do? I would take it. Okay.
1: But I'm kind of a... I'd think
2: real hard about it because I think I would think
1: because re- you can win all four.
2: Realistically, though, if you were setting a total, it'd probably be two and a half wins in that stretch because they're all toss-up type games. Yes, yeah. yes. You'll be a slight favorite over two.
1: I would take three and one because that's a bowl.
2: I'd, I'd probably yeah have to think long and hard about rolling the dice on anything that could leave you out of the bowl picture. Right, and that still leaves the two road games for you to roll the dice and maybe get one or two more in Ames or in Fort Worth.
1: You know what I would do if I was Joe McGuire? What's that? I would announce Baron Morton as the starter tomorrow, and then, and then sell the hell out of West Virginia and the tickets as another chance to see Baron Morton. Because my next question, and I wrote about this today, how many games are you going to sell out this year? You have two on the books with Texas and Baylor.
2: I think Oklahoma State or Oklahoma will be one. I'm just not sure on that because it's Thanksgiving weekend. With the students gone. I yeah. don't I still know what that'll look like. And they're not going to be a big draw. like the last time. Yeah. And you'll beat I mean, them. I'll be there.
1: And, and you can say, hey, when's the last time you beat Texas and Oklahoma in the same season at home?
2: Never? Never. Tell Spike I'll be
1: there. 2022's the last time you did
2: it. Um, But, ch- hey, ch- no. Ch- going back to preseason, when they were doing this quarterback competition charade that I knew was a charade. Right. I... Was like, the, the team needs to know. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, the team knows They need to have their guy. And, like, yeah, they know, like, implicitly. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I don't want this to be like, well, we'll see how the bye week goes and
1: right. we'll see
2: where everybody's at with their injuries. Healthy, and yeah. Just say, if Barron's healthy, he's the starter.
1: Also, you're not scared of West Virginia, right?
2: You
1: not. don't need you don't need to let West Virginia game plan for somebody else.
2: They're still number 10 in the Big 12 power rankings, right? Yeah.
1: Um, If Barron's name's a starter, do you sell out West Virginia?
2: Not necessarily. It's a convenient question. I I think people are overestimating how many casual-type yeah. fans are right. in the 60,000.
1: It's just yes or no.
2: They might like not te- be— text playing, yes or no. They might not be able to name yeah. the three quarterbacks, much less know or care which one is starting.
1: Uh, power rank the Vikings playoff game, field goal misses.
2: Like, worst of all time would have to be 1998— you were 15-1 and one that season. Man, I want to get to the Seahawks. Let's Record setting off. But that wasn't even – this is an NFC championship game. Right. Kicker was, I think, 23 for 23 on the year, and he misses. Gary Anderson. That has to be the worst because you would have gone to the Super Bowl. I've seen the Vikings lose three NFC championship games in my lifetime, so that's, that's tough. The Seahawks one was a chip shot, and I can't – I think you had Carolina the week after that. They were the one seed, but I thought they were overrated and they lost in the Super Bowl. I thought you could have had a realistic shot to make a Super Bowl run there. I know I'm missing others. There, there were also regular season ones to like get to the playoffs right. that you missed. Not a franchise known for clutch kicks.
1: Allowing freshman and sophomore quarterbacks to change the play reminds me of Road to Glory on NCAA when you play quarterback and just audible out of every jet sweep. <laughs> I never ran. If I play quarterback.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, sometimes. It didn't look like Barron had that authority. They he w- walked
1: up to the line a couple times.
2: Well, they would line up, do the hard count, and then he would he would look back to the sideline. So I think Kitley was adjusting the play. I don't think Barron was allowed to look out at the defense and then tell the receivers, no, run something different. Yeah.
1: Um, this Picador says, I do like a good authentic chicken mole. Uh, mole. Mole.
2: The wool, the accent mark's not
1: there. Um... Yeah, Donovan. Okay. Uh, Did y'all circle back to the Joey thought? Yes. uh, I like Joey Littix
2: on decision-based, not outcome-based. Although, I will say, the outcomes are routinely giving your opponents really good field position. They have, And when you do force your opponent to go 75 or 80 yards, you have a pretty good success rate defensively. It's when you do a failed onside. Yeah, but if
1: you punt on the first drive, you lose all momentum. Right, I'm, oh. I'm
2: talking about after that. Do you know what we missed? What's that? That
1: effing onside kick where the guy slips and they said he called a fair
2: catch? He called a fair catch. He slipped. He, no, he called a fair catch. I would like to see that as again. As soon as Kobe Miner catches the ball, he turns to the ref and is like, I waved my hand. No. They showed the replay different angles, he calls a fair catch.
1: i need to see that again. That's a Bush League
2: That's not something rule. to gripe about. Oh, I'm griping. Although there was there were questionable calls like there are in any game. The DPI, or OPA. I, I think they let, for the most part, the secondaries be really physical Yeah, the receivers and that, that, that versa. Crew was fine. They, they called one hold on Dadrian Taylor-Demerson, Jaron Bradley. His defender got flagged in the end zone for holding or pass interference. But for the most part, yeah. they let him play, and so I can't gripe if it's pretty consistent.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He slipped. Will OU be bowl eligible this year? Currently three and three, they have Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech left.
2: FPI and K-Ford ratings both have six and six as kind of their median outcome at this point. So that that's their make or break, over, under, however you want to phrase it. You might have two five and six teams fighting for bowl eligibility on the final game of the season. Is that fair?
1: I think it's more likely that Oklahoma's five and six, but yes, that's fair. Uh, piggybacking, will OU finish below Kansas? It's a chock-full Discord mailbag. Ask me
2: after Saturday. If they lose to Kansas, yeah. That, that's the last game that they're favored to win right now, per a lot of the analytics sources. And it's in Norman. I'm curious what the crowd is going to look like. They're known for selling out every single game. In in Norman, yeah. At what point do the folks in Norman say, you know what, I don't need to make a Saturday out of this to go watch us maybe beat Kansas.
1: Um, this from chase is chase a beautiful man. No, he's got a great beard. Does he have the best beard in the, the discord
2: that I know of? Yeah. So, some people are kind of, well, anonymous Briggsy,
1: Briggsy has a solid beard.
2: Yeah. and well, some are not, we have no well, he's a silver Fox. Some of the people so, are, yeah, but yeah, very, very solid facial hair.
1: I think he has a better beard
2: than you. Yeah. I don't have a good beard, so that's not saying much. You're <laughs> underselling him there.
1: My beard's probably the worst. if you can call it that. I won't argue with you on that. Somebody once said, I'm not going to say that on here. I'll tell you later. (laughs) Uh, This directly to me, was that a weird sentence to write? Uh, Today I wrote about um, the five things I learned uh, about Texas Tech from the game in Stillwater. And I said, Oklahoma State might have the best offense in the conference, but they'll need to be better talking about the Texas Tech defense in the final six games of the season. If Texas Tech wants to finish strong, TCU and Kansas have both shown strong offenses, but Texas Tech will be able to shine defensively against West Virginia, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. Not a word, sentence at all. In fact, I've been pretty clear that I thought the Kansas offense was really good since the beginning, and I said in week, what, two or three, that Jalen Daniels was the best quarterback in the Big 12?
2: They had a stretch of eight quarters with Jalen Daniels where they only scored three touchdowns. Uh,
1: to be fair, I said that before the Iowa State game. Kind of bailed after the Iowa State game
2: then Jason Bean scores three touchdowns in one quarter.
1: Yeah, and he threw for four touchdowns?
2: I don't I don't remember if he got a four. So he was a starter almost all last year. Yeah. But Jaylen he looks like Daniels a different is, guy. He was yeah. he was a bum last year, but he was really solid against TCU.
1: Yeah, well, and again, similar to Baron Morton, he's not going to go out, right? So if you finally get your shot, you're, you're dropping it and leaving it all out there, right? Yeah. Um what are you wearing?
2: You already touched on it. My NFC Central 1998 Division Champs Vikings hat. Just showing you the gift. Vikings quarterback. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Vikings quarter zip, Vikings socks, and uh, khakis like Jake from State Farm. Kiyakis? Kiyakis.
1: He sounds hideous. <laughs> I'm wearing Under Armour sh- – no, Nike shoes, Under Armour tights, Under Armour shorts. I was at the gym. No big deal. St. Super Bowl shirt and a – sleeveless – well, it's a short-sleeve hoodie, camo. You're wearing a hoodie? Uh What do you think of Gundy saying that's not good to Morton being a freshman when Gundy asked how old he was?
2: I think Gundy saw what I saw, and Gundy's a really good football coach, and he knows that Baron Morton is an insanely talented quarterback. I trust that
1: Mike Gundy knows quarterbacks. Uh Which cor- – <laughs>
2: Is this PG thirteen? Yes, okay. I
1: just was laughing. Um, <laughs> okay, this is from we already we're already talking. This is okay. Uh, which quarterback would make the best tight end if he couldn't pass the ball again? And I don't know if this is just <laughs> this is just from
2: Texas Tech or period. I'm gonna uh, troll Tim, Tim Tebow. I'm Are we going Texas Tech quarterback? Yeah, I'm sure they meant Texas Tech quarterback. It just says which quarterback. I'm sure it's Texas Tech quarterback. I'm going to troll and say Shuck.
1: Barron Morton has the most snaps at tight end.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to troll and say Shuck. Yeah. He's still big. I I saw Shuck at like a kickoff lunch. I was like, holy crap. He he looks like a linebacker. He's
1: faster than Donovan.
2: Like Donovan's taller, probably a little bit bigger. Everybody wants you to say Don and I'll troll and say Show yeah. could be a better title.
1: I'll say Baron Morton has the most experience at tight end, and this co- this coaching staff loves experience. Yeah. Yeah, he clarifies Texas Tech quarterbacks. Uh Who's your favorite? Fathlete. All time? Mm. Bam Bam Bigelow
2: off the board there a little bit. I mean, can I use a conventional, like, fullback tight end as a fat leader, or does it have to yeah. be? There? Well, it's a 250 is the cutoff. I think Klein Saucer was in that neighborhood. Yeah. Can I go Klein Saucer?
1: I remember Klein Saucer.
2: A lot of really good Vikings defensive linemen. Yeah. Who I loved. Jared Allen. Chris Hovan. Not a fat athlete. Chris Hovan. um, John Randall. The Williams Brothers, Pat and Kevin Yeah, John Williams.
1: Randall. Fat athlete. So...
2: They've had some really cool defensive linemen. While well, I've been a fan,
1: uh, Larry Allen, probably all time football player, athlete. Have you ever seen him ke- uh, run down the interception?
2: Yes, but it's overshadowed by him goofing around and getting that blocked field goal. Oh, stripped out of his hands. That what?
1: That was Leon that Oh
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're Larry right. Allen's my the card. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Different. Guy. That was Leon Let. Yeah. That's the fun. It's like, dude, this yeah. is your one chance. <laughs> right. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. Screwing around holding the ball behind his back. Yeah.
1: Is there a way that Venables gets fired for football related performance
2: only this season? I mean, there is semi serious conversation about buying out Jimbo at 85 million. I don't know what kind of donor presence OU has, but if his buyout is 15 million and they're four and eight, yeah, and guys are threatening to hit the portal and their recruiting class is falling apart.
1: That would be back-to-back recruiting classes that fell apart. A.
2: And and there's an easy answer to write the ship temporarily. Yeah. Bob stoops. <sighs> they could fire him and say, Bob, give us a friendly hometown deal, one and a half million per year, write the ship for us for three years as we transition to the SEC. We have So we'll, yeah, but he's, then we'll uh, hire a new coach. he's got a job. The booth will be waiting for him when he's done.
1: No, no, no. He's got a coaching job. XFL, baby. No. It's back. <laughs>
2: He's not going to leave the Dallas Desperados. And he coached him in the Alamo Bowl against Oregon last season. Yeah. I, I don't know what Venables' buyout is, but if it gets bad enough, never say never. I mean, coaches get fired for. These boosters and donors are crazy about firing coaches. So they'll have, I
1: mean, he'll have more than one year. If he goes four
2: and eight and their recruiting class is outside the top 30 because guys start bailing. And Bob Soups is right there.
1: Yeah, here's a question: uh, What West Texas player that went somewhere else would you most like to come back? James Washington. No current. Current.
2: Um, let me think on that. Kyler Jordan comes to mind. Lovett Cooper, yeah, kind of hybrid linebacker at Baylor. And he went to Baylor.
1: I think right now. Based on what you're doing, the running back that just committed to TCU,
2: Major Everhart.
1: Yeah, that's there right now. Okay, uh, I I think he could probably be on the field right now. Yeah, Renegades, not Desperados.
2: All time, actually, I, d- I do I would have loved James Washington and Cliff's offense. Yeah, does Brian Urlacher count as a guy from New Mexico? Oh, it's all West Texas,
1: and you certainly had an opportunity at him. That's Didn't what, you want to make him a tight end, and that's why I went to New Mexico? I don't know. That's the story. Uh, what about the kid from Wichita Falls?
2: The kid from Wichita Falls. Which one?
1: I'm blanking. It's from the
2: – that's from a Picador. They have a really good receiver, Jamarian Carroll, I think is his last name. Yeah, but it's already – Committed to SMU. His tape looks insane to me. Well, that might fly off,
1: too. Well, you have a bunch of receivers already committed. Uh, This, Chuck says Taylor Potts for the tight end thing. (laughs) All right, I'm good if you are.
2: Final thoughts? You've been wandering in the desert now for quite some time trying to find an identity as a program. You had a really strong identity for a decade under Mike Leach when you made 10 bowl games in 10 seasons you beat texas a and a ton you beat texas and ou enough mike leach didn't win any championships here you weren't terribly nationally relevant most seasons but the fan base was really happy really kind of hard to find a ton of complaints with that era since then you've had you're on your fourth head coach i think you've got the right one Quarterback position besides Patrick Mahomes has been just guy after guy getting injured, transferring in and out, terribly inconsistent. Uh huh. I think you've got an opportunity now. I think you got the coaching hire right. I think you're set there. I think you've got an opportunity to get the quarterback position right for the foreseeable future. And say it. For those two things to come together at the same time in this moment would be huge for Texas Tech football. Say it. Say what?
1: The last time you were great, you had the identity of the Air Raid. Now.
2: The Bear Raid? It's the Bear Raid, Red, baby. The Red Baron. It's it's an exciting moment, I think, that we could look back on three years from now. If you're playing in a Big 12 championship game in the new Big 12.
1: Your second one in a row.
2: You look back, you go, man. Y'all remember Baron Morton's first game? We we lost in Stillwater. But that's the moment we knew we had our guy. And
1: now we're about to win back-to-back Big 12 championships. It's crazy.
2: All winning seasons since then. You're going to recruit more guys like that to come play in this offense. Because Kitley by then will have Zappi in the league. Right. We'll have Morton in the league. we
1: win this. We're going to the playoff.
2: I think we'll look back at this podcast this week of Texas Tech football and go, like, that's the moment where we finally emerged from this black hole of irrelevance since the Michael Leach firing where we got the right head coach at the helm at the same time as we got the right quarterback leading now and into the future. We've got 2023 recruiting class secured stacking that on top of a stellar 2022 class. This is the moment where it all comes together and Texas tech turns the page to a new chapter.
1: Uh, Burton chase Burton is a receiver. Was Heaven Burton's little brother, right? Amen, man. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> I agree, man. And I again, you're putting a lot of stock into one game, and I certainly don't blame you. And I've wanted to see Barron all year. Um, and now I don't want to see anyone but Baron Morton play quarterback. And I think that's fairly easy to say for me.
2: I'll be I'll be with you in terms of being upset if if it's not Morton for West Virginia. I think that's a bad miscalculation. I think it lowers this team's ceiling. I think it lowers this team's floor. And I think it hampers what could potentially be there in the future. So you and I, my friend, we are simpatico like we always have been. We disagree on some stuff, but we're on the same wavelength.
1: Love y'all. Love
2: y'all. i in
0: for a job That I can't stand On the verge of quitting Or getting can I'll be so damn glad When this day's through When I get home I know just what I'll do Go grab a cup Bring it with salt Pull down the vodka in a shop Papa don't Tovo Chico Only one thing left to put in Yeah when life gives you lemons make you a chilton All of you worry your trouble, will be gone after one, so just make a double, that's when it will hit you, this revelation, this drink might be man's finest creation, when your heart is aching or the sun is baking.